This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 770, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you who are washing their hands and wearing their masks. It's been one year. One year. Welcome to iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode 770. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and he's back. It's my co-host, Josh Flanagan. I, I haven't taken a week off on the show for so long. It feels like it's been two months since I did this show. <laughs> it was It's really it was exactly weird. a year ago was the last time you, you missed a show. Well, that's that's not a bad attendance record uh, for so, doing it like elementary school did. Do you feel like you're centered? Do you feel like you had your thoughts, you had your... You went out into the woods and thought about things and came back. I felt like that at the time. Mm-hmm. And then when I returned, I felt the same as I had before I left, other than I was a little more sore. <laughs> that and I have comic street that I did not read last week. So now I have homework. Well, while you do that, I'll tell the people that we are a fanboy every week we read a bunch of comics. And one of us picks one they like the best. We call it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book, we'll talk about other books, we'll talk about the patron pick, maybe listen to Mel if we have time, well, we'll have some fun. And here's your spoiler warning, this is a review show. Josh, you had the pick, and uh, last week, the, the week you missed, I had 25 books on my pull list. This week, I started off with six. Yeah. And then I, I, I eventually hunted and packed, and I, I got it up to like 11 or 12. But I did, I did the same. I had the same sort. I just haven't, those 25, haven't read those yet. But yeah. this week, yeah, I kept adding stuff on, trying to find things. And uh, what happens here is, like the 90s Chicago Bulls, we're going to call it the first run, the first uh, three-peat. Um, <laughs> yeah. K- King and Black, Thunderbolts, number three was the pick. And it wasn't until the very end. And on the mm-hmm. very last page and panel there was a group shot of the team and they're holding up the dead corpse of the sentry and i was like i I don't know how i don't know how the symbolism of that in in all of this comics can't escape me it's it's absurd i I kind of loved the weekend at Bernie's scenario with the Sentry's corpse for this, and the fact that they had to give him suspenders to keep his torso attached to his legs. And um, and it was you're right that final that final panel I did end up looking at it a long time. Uh, it's a good shot. I loved all the body language and everything, but the, the holding up the, <laughs> the Sentry's corpse by his hair and the uh, pale face with the droopy features, and I like at first they were making like a joke about it. Like the beginning of it is she has to go, Star has to go and uh, find the other half of his body because we saw the bottom half, and, and I didn't really know where it was going to go. <laughs> they just cart his corpse around the whole time, and I thought, oh, he's going to get. Uh, they're either going to blow something up, or he's going to get reanimated, or whatever. Is nope, totally weekend and Bernie's too. Well, the thing is, he's a, he's a bomb. That's what they say, right? He's yep. his, he's got all the energy stored in him, and so they're they're going to use him to blow up null. I guess is what it is. But that doesn't end up happening. He ends up just being part of the team. <laughs> um, question for you. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene towards the end where Taskmaster is I'm... talking on the phone to Wilson Fisk. Yeah. And he pulls a face off. And throws it in, throws it in the water. Yes, or wherever he throws it. So, are we? Are they saying that's not his face? I think that is the case. I think that it's funny because we've been looking at him the whole time, and he's got basically the Steve Rogers thing going on. And right. I remember thinking about it at the beginning of the series, and thinking that's kind of odd. He's he's a handsome bloke, and I don't know what he actually looks like. I feel like he showed up. Have we up. seen his face in the other book? I know we've seen his face in books. I think it is a mistake to do that, and I think that this book knows that and is rectifying it to a certain extent. Well, what I liked about it was it, it harkened back to the days and the days being sort of the 80s and a little bit of the 90s where you had a lot of characters whose face you never saw and it was always a mystery and it yeah. was always like, oh no, you're wearing a mask or you, you, look, you never saw Dr. Doom's face and you never saw right. Snake Eyes' face and and Destro and Cobra Commander and a lot of them were G.I. Joe, but they were, they were around and it was cool because 
there was a little bit of a mystery to the character. Yeah. There's we're in the age of comics where there's no mystery left. Everything has been explained. Well, and everything to, is to, to be in a, in a movie where it's going to be their faces because actors right. and stuff. That that's a big part of it too. Um, I would say that that little sequence was the part one part of the book that I. I got the most lost on like i had to go back and i had to look up what taskmaster's name is which is masters which which i didn't know um, is it really yeah yeah it's tony masters and so i was like well wait who's saying that and and he calls him fisk but another point he calls him willie and i was like what you know yeah. i figured it out and then he does actually get his heroic take he because he looks yeah. like he's abandoned the team he got his money who cares so what it's all about he ma- the Han Solo moves. yeah it's all about making that's totally what he did uh making wilson fisk look like he had a part or was the ultimate cause of saving the earth it wasn't really right. about saving the earth which i thought was a very cynical if not uh PR. sort of brilliant sort of comic book uh storytelling right. and, and, it, and it is really the kind of thing that I think that appeals to readers like you and I who mm-hmm. like comics but maybe are feeling a little left behind by what is happening in some of the main books. It's just mm-hmm. this thing like this is I feel like this is for us a little bit yeah. um, in that way. The same way that, you know, Old Man Hawkeye was or, you know, these 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 fringe things that we keep sort of getting. And, and I think for a while, like these kind of books were the mainstream of Marvel and DC and they're not anymore. And that's kind of OK. But so when they come along like this, and, and I was like, I don't want to make this the pick again. But I mean, I, there was only one. But they of the put books. the sunglasses on Bernie, and they dance and run the party. And what are you going to do? You know, it, it, there was some great Batrock stuff in here. If I was just was going, Batroc, there was one really yeah. great leap where he was like, "Hold that guy!" And he jumped off his face into the air. I don't know. It was just a there was a real irreverence to this that I really enjoyed. You know, it reminds me of. Um, the, the Sinister Six book or the Spirit of Foes of Spider-Man or, you know, just just those kind of things. I think, you know, Rosenberg it just was just delighting in this. And Juan Ferreira, really, I mean, it was gorgeous art, coloring all, all across yeah, the board. Really. Um, the story was great, but uh, that, that's one of the big stories of this miniseries is with the, the Juan Ferreira. 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 Also, I think that, um, you know, I read a whole miniseries about Star, and I kind of enjoyed it, but I don't think I knew her half as well as I did at the end of this. Yeah. Like, I feel like this had a really good handle on that character using what had been done before. Um, and I know that Kelly Thompson had told me that, you know, her, her and, and Matt Rosenberg talk a lot and, and, and are relatively close. So I feel like there was a nice little synergy there where he took that character that she had been working on. And I think he, he fleshed her out more in a way that, that really worked for this series, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, we talked before about you know we don't we don't love heroic villains generally, but they these were, characters they, these characters particularly live in a not a gray area because Taskmaster is a villain, but mm-hmm. you know he's Batrock a mercenary. Is, he just doesn't Batrock's care. A mercenary. Yeah, Taskmaster's a mercenary. Star started as a hero, became a villain. Is you know can go either way. I don't know about Nightmare, but well, uh, but, the but they're all still yeah. those. They're those kind of villains, like they're in it for themselves, and they don't really are kind of amoral in a way that you're uh, yeah. dead shot, not dead shot, or um, um, the other one, Deathstroke. Yeah, him. You know, like kind of there. They're not necessarily evil, like, and they're not trying to harm people. I think that the Grim Reaper guy is. Like, I think he's yeah. the one evil guy, or at least he's the chaotic loose cannon. So it kind of works in that way. Well, none of these people are trying to take over the Earth. You know, none yeah. of these people yes. are. None, none of these people are Doctor Doom. They these just want to buy the are, island. Yeah, they're mercs. Yeah, and 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 you know, whereas which is not the same stretch as they're kind of doing the right thing for other people and thinking about it. Like Star definitely is on the like we can't leave these people here to die. Fine, mm. you know, but it's not exactly the same as Harley Quinn more or less joining the Justice League at this point. Right. Um, right. That's a big stretch. Right. Uh, it's Harley Quinn and the Suicide Squad, which is yeah. what they've been doing. Yes. And this is the Suicide Squad. They even make a joke about it at one point. Or some kind of suicide team. <laughs> um, it was funny. It yeah. was very funny. Uh, We've the, talked about it, but it was great. I enjoyed it. And I, if they want to do more, great. If they never do more with this team, also great. Because the final image is a great ending image. Totally. Yeah. It, it'd be hard to live up to. Um, overall... I mean, it's really funny. Just looking he's, at the, the he's, sentry, he's holding his hair, and he's got—he he looks like a dead little girl. 
he's got his thumb up, like he's giving a thumbs up, but it's just. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that. That's real good. Oh boy! Oh, it's very good. Um, you know, I, and I'm uh, the King in Black now thing is starting to get kind of long in the tooth. Well, it's been happening since 1972. I, I think so. And, and and the whole time I'm like, this still looks all pretty hopeless. Like, and the thing is, I keep looking at the checklist, and it doesn't get any shorter. No, no. It says the conclusion's coming, but I don't know when that's going to be. Doesn't feel like there's been any kind of advancement or wrap up anyway. It's just people walking around going, "This is real bad." Yeah, yeah. Uh, my runner-up was Runaways mm-hmm. number 34, uh, and I'm 34 issues into this thing, and uh, it's it's been a heck of a lot of fun to be with this team the whole time. Um, in, in this one, uh, basically, uh, I actually don't know this character's name. Is it Pixie? Uh, there's an X-Men character. X-Men, uh, Wolverine, and Pixie. She's some fairy magic character with, with wings and pink hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, they respond, They come to the, the hostel, and they say, we got a letter from a kid who said they were in trouble. And then we got a second letter that said, everything's fine here. We're all fine. How are you? <laughs> and and so they went to investigate it. And they thought that Molly had sent them a letter because she wants to go to Krakoa. And people were like, is she even a mutant? I don't know. Um, and and then the th- a thing happens. And all of the runaways and the X-Men then have to go investigate something else together. And Wolverine mm-hmm. is put out. And that was kind of the deal. And and I just Rainbow Rowell has been the writer on this from the start. Right. And because of that, because it lives a little to the side, uh, it's not really it's not at all conditional King and Black in this one. And the characterization has just gotten and she's a I think she's a YA author, like a novelist. And so, you know, really good long term character and interpersonal stuff that that goes on through here. Everybody's got their issues going on. They're they're trying to you know like they get along, but people are having grumpy days and people are rolling their eyes at each other. Uh, and it, it's it's just been a lot of fun. And the, like there's some of that wacky stuff through here. I don't know if the I don't remember there was the big uh, the gibberum the big guy who hungered for for souls. He's not a den anymore. I forget why. But there's a Doombot who lives there, and he's kind of like the butler. And Wolverine's very off put by that. There's a wonderful mm-hmm. sequence on the first page. Where Wolverine walks in holding Molly, who seems to be aging slightly, uh, over his shoulder, and 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 she and she wants to tell something to somebody. And she goes, "Hang on!" And then there's this cool three panel thing where she jumps over off of Wolverine, picks him up, and flings him over her shoulder. She goes, "Okay," and then she can start talking because she didn't like being held by him. And it's just it was a really nice sort of single page um, storytelling bit. It was also very nicely character based. Um, is this little runt, runty Wolverine? Yeah, he is. He's quite squat, and it's That's pretty good. great. I, I, yeah. The only thing that this sort of, uh, yeah, the, it, this is uh, Andre Genolet, um, mm-hmm. and it had been Chris Anka for a while, but it's a pretty good uh, uh, transition. I think I like the colors a lot too. It's uh, uh, Dean Cuniff. Um, mm-hmm. Really good looking, fun book. The, the facial acting is fantastic, and. Um, you know, the only, the thing that came out of it though was like I was like, what the fuck's going on with Wolverine? Just across the line, he right. he was the guy, and now he's not. And as a, res- as a result of that, I have no idea who this character is supposed to be right now. Like in what, some of the X Men books, he seems like he's gone full zealot, which feels incredibly against the character to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And in this one, he's pretty much the Wolverine that we've known to come and love. You know, and then in the other books, he's like, I'm not an ex- I'm not an Avenger anymore. And I was like, well, again, that doesn't seem like, I don't know, like, no one knows who Wolverine is right now or who he's supposed to be in whatever this climate is at Marvel. I'd be interested to know if he's still a character that can move books. Probably. Like, in terms of guest guest appearances. You know, it used to be oh. you put Wolverine on the cover and a book would sell. Uh, you know, yeah, so no, I'm I curious if that's delicate or not. I bet he, I bet he sells series, and he's certainly on the cover of this. But I, I I'm wondering, we're, we're, we're. I don't know if I have a good uh, point of view on it because we read digital now, so it's, it's not like yeah. I go into a store and look at the shelves and go, oh, Wolverine. I would probably, right. but I don't know if we're not typical either. Like I would probably notice him. Hey, Wolverine's on there. I wouldn't buy one, but there are people who would because he's in there. Yeah, I just don't know if that's still a thing, how the world works, you know? Uh, No, I understand. We know that that's not the way that let art and artists and writer names work anymore. Right. I wonder if that works with characters. It's a very good question. Well, we can pretend. It was a good book. It was really fun. It didn't end up being pick of the week because 
because of the Taskmaster Corpse, but also just, you know, it, it's just a really good time. I was like, oh, this book's still around. I think I missed the last issue. Um, but, you know, I, I've been really pleased with this series all the way through. Three, 34 issues is it's not nothing. That's a, that's a big deal now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm surprised they haven't started over in a volume. Good. America Chavez, Made in the USA number one. This is similar to Runaways for me in that, you know, there was a early 2000s, a bunch of new characters came through Marvel, Runaways, and then the Young Avengers. And America Chavez was in the second wave of Young Avengers because she wasn't in that original team, right? I, you know what? I don't know where she came on from. I first noticed her in... Kieran Gillen and Jamie McKelvey's Young Avengers, but I believe I mean. she was created by Joe Casey at some earlier point. Yeah, but I don't yeah, know, I don't what know where she is. came from originally. But um, I was, so I wasn't really gonna, originally going to read this because she's she's like a character like oh, I don't really know much. I don't really have an affinity for her in one way or another. I want to like her, but every time I've read it, I'm I don't really care. So then I, but then it was like you know I had six books. And I was like, sure. oh, well, we'll give it a shot, and I actually really enjoyed it. There was a couple of things that. Um, like she teams up with Spider-Man Spider-Man at one point speaks in internet acronym acronyms and I twitched my face, but, um, other other than that, I thought it was a really good character piece. I don't know. I don't really know anything about her. So this is sort of a introduction to, to you. She, you know, we find out, we know, we, we see her origin, which I didn't know. I mean, she came from another dimension. She's got dimension power. She punches the holes in the the walls of the dimensions. But here we see her when she landed in, uh, Jones beach, New York as a kid and is, it's basically Superman. She's, you know, yeah. raised by this family in Washington Heights. And uh, as, as we flash forward to her teaming up with Kate on a mission to fight giant um, moles. Mole rats or something, yeah. Mole. And that, then has an funny. adventure. It was funny. And then has an adventure with Spider-Man at home when, when her neighborhood catches on fire. Like, I just thought it was, a, it was a solid superhero book that did a lot to help me understand the character, which mm-hmm. I, who I didn't know before. Yeah. And I don't know who Kalina Vasquez is, the writer, or Carlos Gomez, but... They were both really good. Like Carlos Gomez looks like a super pro comic artist. I don't know who he's been on before. Mostly, but, um, there's a, there's a, there's a couple. I don't like how he drew Hawkeye at all in the bow. I was like, you don't know how to draw a bow. Her wrists all crooked, and that's the only thing I noticed. I think a lot of I think that's a problem a lot of artists have. Yes, it just stuck out to me on this because I think the rest of the pages were really nice, and mm-hmm. I, and like uh, he's got a really nice uh, body shapes being. Uh, like variants in body shapes. There's different types mm-hmm. of people, um, which I which I really like. Um, and I think there's also some really nice stuff. He drew he drew America Vasquez or, or Chavez. Sorry, uh, he drew America Chavez really well. Yeah, uh, just yeah. With a lot of sort of uh, moods and 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 statures and and sort of you know how she looks when she's in fight and angry mode and how she's standing with her posture and then how she's looking sort of with her girlfriend on the on the in the bedroom where she's you know much more vulnerable looking and that was really good. Yeah, it was a fun superhero comic. Yeah, you know, I, I thought it was it, it did a really good job of telling character through action. You know, there wasn't there was there was a lot going on. There's a big fight in the middle. There's a big fight at the end. There's a big you know. So there was a lot of stuff packed into 20 pages i thought and i thought it was really fun so i'm gonna finish this miniseries probably as we learn uh as someone is uh, stalking her or attacking her family or after her we don't know some mysteriously cloaked person who looks kind of like moon knight but it's definitely not moon knight there's definitely a uh high a relatively high gosh rating when mixed with a modern sort of superhero that isn't one of the classic ones right yeah yeah i don't think spider-man would speak in acronyms but that's just me and being old man I mean, he might have been trying to, like, if you read it like he's being sarcastic and trying, trying to, to be trying cool. To, yeah, trying to connect with the youths. Okay, that's fine. So this week we had the a. Is, the thing is, like, Spider Man would definitely be like a mid millennial now. <laughs> right. You have to right. know that. <sighs> this week we had a very crazy uh, patron pick voting, which we're going to get to later, but uh, where a lot of books were in the running, and one of the books that ended up being tied for the win. Uh, but did not win uh, based on the coin toss was Berserker, number one from Boom Studios. With no vowels. Written, written by Keanu Reeves and Matt Kent, but mostly Matt Kent, with art by Ron Gardy and Bill Crabtree and Clem Robbins. And uh, I read this because for a while it was leading the voting, so I thought I'd get ahead of it, but then it didn't end up winning. But I'm glad I did because I think there's some interesting things to talk about here. I, um, I had expected to hate it mm-hmm. and i was kind of surprised to not hate it and at the end Berserker. i think i kind of liked it 
but with with caveats. Yeah, it was weird. I about halfway through, I was like, okay. So, and I'll, I'll explain what happened. So I, you can understand why I said, okay, like the the it opens up with Keanu Reeves's character who's drawn to be Keanu Reeves um, on a mission. He's a soldier within the American Army, and he jumps out of the helicopter without a parachute and they're on a mission in some South American country to grab the president. And he just proceeds to kill everyone in increasingly horrific fashion, Mm -hmm. you know, guns and knives. And then he punches through skulls and then he pulls out a guy's rib and stabs other guys with that guy's rib. And it just gets, it's just, so at that point I was like, okay, I got to say, part of the appeal early on was like, well, I guess this is going to go fast. There's no words. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, it was like 15 pages of that. I was like, okay, so he pulls the guy's arm off. He beats another guy with the arm. Sure. All right, fine. Um, But then it got a little interesting towards the end where it's, you know, they, they, he, he doesn't follow orders. He doesn't, he doesn't kidnap the president. He ends up killing him. And then they bring him, he gets really messed up in the fight. Uh, there's a whole chase with the van. He gets his nose blown off, and then the van crashes, and then a grenade goes off, and his he's missing his half hand, and his body's all messed up. So they take him back, and they start like sort of rebuilding him with cloned parts. And we find out that he is there, there's a real neurological condition where you remember every day of your life as it was as if it was yesterday. Uh, Mary Lou Henner, the actress, has it. There's only a handful of people that have it in the world that they know about, but it's a real condition. Um, and so he has it, and th- but the, the twist is that he's been alive for eight thousand years. Eighty, eighty thousand years. Sorry, um, he was like a barbarian, barbarian, and he remembers every day of his life down to the day he was born, which I don't believe the real condition does that. But um, kind of interesting. Kind of interesting. I here here's my thoughts. This is uh, Lazarus, but without plot. Yeah, I thought that too. Uh, and if I was Greg Rucka, I'd been like, um. Uh, two, you know, you just said they rebuilt him with clone parts of other things. Like there was a lot of that here. I was like, oh, there's some Deadpool here. There's Lazarus. There's, there's whatever. So there was nothing terribly original. It right down to the bit where like the, the, you know, the final page turn is I remember 80,000 years ago. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, that said, man, I'm, I'm Ron Garney is great. He is. That's to me. That was the draw. That's yes. why I read it first. Hundred okay, percent. Well. And, and and not only that, but it wasn't. One, so Ron Garney was really big deal in the late '90s, early 2000s part when mm-hmm. when Connor and I, you know, really, you know, we started around, around the time we started I Fable. He was a person who like totally excited me when I see him on a book. Yeah, I think of him doing yeah. Captain America, yeah. and uh, and uh, you know hasn't lost a step. This is gorgeous. I don't know why he's not one of the. He should be one of the top you know artists now. Like that's how good I thought this was. It's incredible. The pages are just bursting with detail and and there's environment. Whole, there's a whole sort of Frank Miller like uh, inking thing that's going on. Yeah, he, he's been doing that. Not I, I want to say lately, but yeah. to me, fifteen probably years. the last ten years, fifteen years. Yeah. But he does very heavy inks, which I I like. Uh, looks so or, good. It's so the all the lines and everything are impressionistic. You know, it's you know when I first started off, I was like, well, this is definitely Keanu Reeves's vehicle. But you know, really great likeness of keanu reeves that didn't wasn't creepy but you knew exactly who he was uh you know great action sequences really bold sort of you know panel uh composition Uh, you know it was it was like i thought it was i thought it was an art tour de force even if like i wasn't super into the story he destroyed it i was like this is you know we'll talk about michael lark you know but this is along those same lines but a little looser you know a little uh, a little more impressionistic, I think. Uh, he's gorgeous. Yeah. I, I was and blown away. Great action sequences. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of times where he uses, um, he uh, inverts inverts the color, and I mean he doesn't do color. But he inverts Bill, Bill the, Crabtree the, killed it on the colors too. He he inverts the um, negative space, and yep. it's just it was a lot going on here, yep. and in a great way, and, and, and like uh, no shortcuts. Impressive. as you look no. through the pages, just everything was was filled and maximized, textures and everything. So here's the question. Are you going to stick with it? Yes, accepting ahead of time that I probably am not going to care about the story one bit. Mm. Uh, I mean, clearly, never has there been a thing that is more baldly a film pitch done in comic book form, but they did it really well. You know, with no with no vowels. That's important. If you're if you're reading, (laughs) if you're listening to this, there's no vowels in that word. You know, mm-hmm. it's super goofy. And and it's funny because I tended to, for a long time, 
I tended to think of Keanu Reeves as sort of the intellectual behind the the guy, and I was like, this, there's nothing, there's none of that here. You know what I mean? Like, there's he no likes sort of action movies. That's know? fine. He's he's got him and Liam Neeson have been like, fuck it, lean in. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, the Avengers forty three, which is this is part four of Enter the Phoenix, and um, I liked forty two. Yeah. I didn't like this one. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm lost. I can't quite wrap my head around. This is another example of the Wolverine thing. Like the guy in here is an asshole, and 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 <laughs> and Jason Aaron wrote him in the the X Men Academy book or whatever that was called yeah. a while ago. And he was Wolverine great in the X Men. You know, yeah. so it's like a completely different sort of guy. And I just don't understand. I don't fully understand the dueling situation where like they they have to fight, and if they don't. Like, if they're going to kill the other person or they won't lay down. I don't know. I don't know the rules. And I feel for like... Me, for me... Yeah. For, I was just, for me, the problem is that there, there's a lot of extra characters. So, like, it's not just the Avengers. And I really... I need some title cards. Because they're not wearing their costumes. Yes, they're wearing that's a good point. modified Phoenix suits. So, like, okay, it was Black Panther fighting Wolverine in the beginning. I got that. But then at one point, in the middle, it was Jane Foster. But I didn't know it was Jane Foster. I thought it was somebody else. Um, I thought it was Captain Marvel because she was she and Jane were, were sad about fighting each other, and then I was like, oh no, this is Jane Foster. And then there was another part where some other character, and I was like, who is? Oh, on page eleven of your digital reader, I was like, who are these people? Oh, it's <laughs> kind of Black Knight, but who's the woman? Like, I didn't know. Like, I just didn't know who anybody was. Right. He, names her. Have... he says Red Widow, but then I don't really remember who that is either. Like, who is that? And then the, there's a thing where they pull them out, so then they pull Black Knight out. Like, I don't know where they are. I guess they're in this crater that's in near Avengers Mountain. I just realized that looking at it. I'm kind of lost. And uh, the, only, the only real problem here is that, like, the last one was really fun, and this is just kind of more of the same of that to a certain extent. Like, I don't know that we got anywhere other than this other storyline where Phoenix is Thor's mother that I don't fully understand. Yeah. Yeah, well, they've had the whole thing, and they've been in the whole Savage Avengers yeah. where Phoenix and Odin were banging. So maybe that's why. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily really care about that, but yeah. Uh, I. Uh, it's been. We talked about. It's been forty-three issues. <sighs> Might be time for a, a new creative team. I will say, I thought the art was pretty great. A lot of designing that had to go on. A lot of big action. If you look at page eighteen on the digital reader, which is Namor and Captain America having a conversation. I really yeah. like, I really like everything that's going on there. The posturing, the facial uh, stuff. I love when you can see Captain America's eyebrows under his mask. I'm not sure why it doesn't always work, <laughs> but when it right. does, I feel like it's very humanizing and it sort of makes him feel more real. Like the Batman right. mask in real life doesn't work like that. So right. when they do that, it, it kind of works. And clearly and- the, the, the next cover says enter the Phoenix. And that is a woman's silhouette. So, right. Namor getting Cap's face with his finger was great. Yeah, beautiful. It, that was good. Yeah, you know, Cap got his fists balled up. I think his arms are too short. But besides that, um, <laughs> yeah, that first panel on that page is great, though. That look on Namor's face. I can't even. I can't quite name what it would be. But he's like mm-hmm. his. Mm, he's all tightened up. It's really nice. Right. So there's yeah. things to like about it. I don't think it's bad, but it was a little bombastic. I think with no point, not no right. point, but I don't know what the point is. Hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but I, I was like, all right, move along. Hey, at least there's not black goo everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. uh, orange fire. At least it had a different feeling. There's orange fire everywhere because an omnipotent space being has shown up and forced people to do things they didn't want to. Whereas in the other books, an omnipotent space <laughs> being has showed up and forced things they didn't want to, but it's dark colored. So right. you can see. But the thing is, is in this book, everything goes back to stuff that happened a long, long time ago that's been going on all this time that nobody knew about. Whereas in King in Black, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but then the plants invade. And the thing is, they've been there all along, too. And this goes back. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, blah, 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 spider totem. totem. Right. Mm-hmm. If you like what this is, if you like what's happening here, you thought, oh, man, this is good stuff. How? How can I get involved? How can I make sure that this is a, a uh, ongoing concern of, of, of health? Well, you'd want to go to patreon.com slash ifanboy. 
Uh, the patrons have unlocked many things that keep me up at night, uh, such as the patron pick, the talk explodes, the book explodes, the media explodes, all the video show, video shows going back up to YouTube, um, and monthly patron hangouts. Those are those are all things that many people have probably taken for granted at this point, myself included. Like these are just the reality, but that's how much more stuff is happening on a very regular basis that wasn't, and that mm-hmm. is all about mm-hmm. those patrons. And I think that's a big deal. The next stretch goal is going to be a new show uh, that looks at the 80s G.I. Joe cartoon one episode at a time and the next goal after that is uh, barbecue video shows on a quarterly basis however the hell that works um if it does, uh, patrons also have the uh, iFanboy patron Facebook group and the iFanboy patron Discord servers, which are, are both uh, sort of re- re- uh, return to the fun communities uh, that we had in the past. Uh, and, and we show up when we can. I, I forget that it exists. And and not in a like, it's dumb. I just, I turn it on. I go, oh, it's there. And then I end up spending way too much time on it. And then I quit it. And then I forget to turn it back on, um, mm-hmm. which is a thing. And I'm sorry. I'll show up more. Uh, uh, there's Threadless ifanboy.threadless.com there are eight t-shirt and sweatshirt and tank top and I don't know underwear there's designs that we have made that refer to things from this show that we thought were clever or funny over the vast history of this time um, they made us laugh that, that's that's the most we can say we, we can certainly with the GDAT shirt we can say that we made mm-hmm. us laugh but and it did. It still does. Every time I see the G design, I laugh. And I don't think it's not our. T- it's not our highest seller. It's no. It's, it's our not, lowest seller. Yes, it is. Yeah. But yeah. that's for us. The other ones could okay. be for you. That's fine. <laughs> Taking it back. Taking them all back. <laughs> one's for me. Uh, there's other stuff there that you can get stuff on that's kind of cool and fun. Uh, if you don't want to deal with any of that, if you just are like, hey, can I can I drop something in the tip jar? You can go to ifanboy.com/support. You'll find a PayPal link there, and then finally ifanboy.com/amazon, uh, where you will find a general link to Amazon, and there's always a link to buy the books, the books, and the pick of the week books that we put in there. And uh, and we've we've recently convinced them that we are not linking to porn sites uh, because they thought we were, and we had to be very very clear and directed no we are not a pornography site trust us here's a picture of me <laughs> so that's that's sorted out those are that's some behind the scenes action for you thank you to everybody who does any of those things uh it's not required but it is always appreciated and appreciated it's not a strong enough word as far as i'm concerned let's move right. along Infinite Frontier number zero this is the preview book for the new status quo of dc comics and for the most part, I enjoyed it. There are some things I don't like, but that's just going to be the case of any kind of new reboot and continuity thing. Did you read this? Let me look, and I'll tell you exactly what page I made it to. It is <laughs> page 24, uh-huh. uh, which is uh, Green Lantern coming out to his his daughter, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I want to be clear. It's not, that's not why I stopped reading it. I had started skimming a long time before that. Right. I, I tried. I really tried. But I was like, I don't know what my starting point for this is. I was like, is this all future state stuff or is this what it was before but future this state? This is post-future state leading into the new continuity. Okay, but this, this is... This is setting everything up for you. This does start from the position of future state. Well, so that's the, that's what's all fucked up and I don't think they should have ever done future state. So, Well, obviously. Like, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but no. like... The New 52 reboot, where they didn't actually do a full reboot and some things lingered, that's that's the case here. So, like, Batman is going, it seems to be leading towards Future State, where they're introducing the magistrate and right. Bruce is poor and the stuff that makes... I hate the Batman's continuity so much. I, I can't remember the last time I hated the, the, the state of Batman, but I really do. But but the other things are relatively new. Um, well, not new, but sort of resets. You know, I think... A green arrow on black canary that, that that was great with alex malivart and um they're flash they're basically sending barry to join this multiverse team where and while wally becomes the flash of earth again and you know there, there are things that are justice league seems to be a pretty good read but i'm really excited for bendis and marquez that might be my favorite part of the the issue sure. and um, there was a couple of pages there uh, that um, Jamal Eigel drew of Superman. Yeah. Those look great. I, I was yeah. that only went for three pages, and I was like, I want more of that one right there. Yeah, so I mean, some things are sticking around. You know, the the Wonder Girl from from Future State sticking around. Um, 
the, obviously the Batman continuity, but other things just seems to be like it's we're starting over fresh. You know, mm-hmm. Star Girl is very much from the TV show written is written by Jeff Johns who does the TV show. So that's that. Um, it's a mishmash. I read about mishmash. one issue worth of stuff, and I was like, I got nothing to grab onto here, and it's only going to get worse. So I just, I just bailed. it's a, it's a preview. I'll it's yeah, not I'll, like I'll a, let them. It's, it's, it's not a literal preview. We're like. But it's it's a preview. Yeah. So and I'll let the books speak for themselves when it's time. But I was like, I'm not going to get anything out of this, so it's fine. Man, the Dave Marquez bit so beautiful. Yeah. The Justice League bit at the beginning. He's come a hell of a long way. I did enjoy that they're trying to make Shaz- Shazadam work, and yeah. Superman keeps going, "No, Black Black Adam. <laughs> no, Shazadam. No, this is Black Adam." So uh, <laughs> I don't know how meta that is, but. Um, <laughs> And then the whole the whole the whole uh, wraparound story is that the quintessence wants Super uh, Wonder Woman to ascend to join them, and she she chooses not to. She chooses to return to Earth. Right. Oh, but you did miss the big reveal at the very end. Go ahead. Which is a spoiler warning. Which is that Wally. Uh, I would just just jump to the last page on your digital reader, Josh, page uh, sixty one. I locked the screen. I can't. Okay. Oh, uh, the return of Kirby Darkseid. With the Kirby outfit oh, and wow. the Kirby dots, and um, he kills the whole quintessence, which is like Phantom Stranger and Gambit and Spectre. I mean, they're not really dead, but um, right. and the Monitor, but it's it's like Who's that? the tradition. Is that Ramita, yeah, okay, it's the right traditional, guy. yeah, traditional sort of Kirby esque with the big knee boots and the and the, the helmet and the Kirby dots everywhere. So, returning sort of Darkseid is the big bad of the DC universe. That's all right. So I'm 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 hopeful that there'll be things that I'll enjoy. There's a lot of things I don't enjoy. I really cannot express how much I hate the new Batman world. I mean, we had the first issue of the new Batman continuity in this this week, mm-hmm. and I hated it. So this is um, interesting, as you have not not bought Batman in a very long time. Oh, no, I'm going to keep buying it. I know. Come on, I know. But uh, we we'll, we'll get to that another time. We don't have time. We got to move on to other books. Yeah. So I read Noctera number one. Um, partially mm-hmm. because I thought this will probably be this patron pick. wasn't. Um, this is a new creator-owned series by Scott Snyder and Tony S. Daniel with colors by Tomo Murray and le- letters by And World Design. And I never feel like giving credit to a company like I do a person. I'm just going to be honest right. about that. Anyway, uh, this is another post-apocalyptic sci-fi kind of thing <laughs> uh, where the world is over and there's oh, one boy. woman who has a thing going on. And I liked it more than I thought I would. I think mm-hmm. it was a very pretty strong example of this incredibly overwrought genre. Um, I oh, also overdone right now. What? It's just it's overdone right. That's now. what I mean. Just, like this, yeah. just that's like I feel like that's what Image does now, and that's mm-hmm. what a lot of sort of the uh, you know side miniseries out of the big two are, and that's what Dark Horse does. That's what everybody does. Um, but. I, I didn't think it was terrible. I liked it. I don't really like Tony S. Daniel as an artist, but more so I don't I don't like the designs, like the, the design of the part of the costume. I don't know why there is a costume. I don't like it kind of right. doesn't make sense, um, but I was intrigued. I like I said, like I've read most of these and most of them I don't finish. And I did finish this one. And I was I was kind of surprised by that. I don't I think the cover belies something that's probably better. Than, than what is inside. The Would cover you read isn't more as good it? as what's inside. Maybe. It was mm-hmm. like a week like this, yes. If it was like 26 weeks, I could, or 26 books in a week, I could see it going. I see. A lot of talking. Uh, That's kind of a thing. I'm very curious why you put King in Black, Captain America, number one, the one shot on here. I made it about a third of the way through this and stopped. Yeah. So I don't often like to put up something that wasn't very good and talk about it, but this wasn't Usually very try good. To focus on good stuff. This yeah, was not but good. this was in such a way that I, I, I literally thought, why? How did this get made? Mm-hmm. And, and I, 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 like it was a version of Ca- Captain America who had been taken over by Null, and they got him out, but Null is still in his head, and it's causing him to doubt himself. And it, it wasn't Captain. It, it was like this isn't this is doesn't fit with Captain mm-hmm. America at all. Um, it was, it was, it was so not a good book. And so like, you know, we talk a lot about the artists, you know, like how did this, Mm -hmm. why is this artist working professionally now? And I I, I don't remember, I'm not talking about this artist, but I just mean, but this was the thing where I was like, how did this script get through? This Mm -hmm. script just feels 
out of place with everything. It feels like it's it's a bad take on Captain America. I, I didn't learn anything from it. Um, Falcon's outfit's awful. That's beside the point. There is one page in here, though. Page six on the digital reader. It's basically where Captain America jumps into frame. And it's a beautiful drawing. He's like, um, it's a canted angle. He's up against a building. It's a two-page spread. And he's mm-hmm. flying through and his pirate boots are in real good shape. Um, yeah. I liked that page. Other than that, it was it was like it was it was out of place enough that I had to, I had to actually call it out. And also there was oh oh the the artist was Mirko Kolak, one of the artists, and yeah. that's him. And those pages that he did were pretty good. But then there was like a bunch of other artists uh, whose names we've seen: uh, Stefano Landini, Roger Antonio, who was most recently on some of those deceased. Uh, books, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and Nico Leon, who I've seen, I can't remember exactly who all those people are, but I know I've seen them around. But a- as a as a sort of group of people, it was a little uh, disjointed. I don't think even, I don't think I made it to the other artists, honestly. Yeah, I just like, I just bailed. I pulled the ripcord on it. Yeah, no, it's fine. I, I was. I just didn't. I thought. I, I thought. How could you, this? This. This has to. And it kept getting worse. And then I was like, I guess I'm finishing this. You know, like I, I was just baffled by it. I think. Um, mm-hmm. So the, the swamp thing, number one from Ram V and Mike Perkins, who were the team on the future state swamp thing book. Okay. Uh, this is the other infinite frontier. So we had two books, Batman one Oh six and the swamp thing. Number one, we're both in the new DC continuity. You put this on the list. I did What'd put you, this on the list. I'm going to tell you, you right now, if you don't follow the news of right. comics and what is supposed to be going on with the line and this and that, and you're just reading comics, you're going to be fucking confused all the time because I am. <laughs> I thought, oh, it's a new Swamp Thing book. I'll get that. Now, I don't expect things to always be the same. And I adjust and I moved in. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is what Swamp Thing is. But if you're just like, oh, I just want to buy some comics, you, you'd be, what the hell is this? Why right. is this happening? Is everything else worlds all the time? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And I find it so annoying. Like, I want it to be better. Like, hey, it's an all new Swamp Thing. Just right. put that on there like they used to. At least you know it's a thing. But it's just confusing and nothing like like it like it's it's a further thing that comics are being made for people who constantly read comics headlines and shit on on Twitter or whatever. Like that. Uh, com- comics is a problem. The same thing that the general media world has a problem is that the people making the things live so much on the internet and they think that everyone else does as well, and yeah. they don't. Some and, and, people do, but not everyone does. And so the the people who don't, they're, they're not being catered to. They're catering to the people that live on Twitter all day long. Well, it's in, in you know, however many been the last 10, 20 years, for, certainly the first part of the 2000s, the conversation was constantly about like, how do we get new readers? How do we, you know, yeah. open things up? And it feels like we've closed things. We made it even more insular. It's the exact opposite of what needed to happen. And it did. And it's, it's like weird because comics have never been such a big part of culture while still being so obtuse and 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 you know opaque and hard to get through so so the the larger story that you were confused is that what what was it that confused you about this nothing i'm not not saying it wasn't just curious i just had to get acclimated i was like oh this has nothing to do with with alec holland and it's not connected to anything that i know anything about once i sort of understood that i was fine i didn't really care so much about the story it didn't it wasn't very compelling but i did think that the combination of uh mike perkins or uh, mike perkins and mike spicer uh, beautiful artwork there was some really really great artwork in here and uh i i was super impressed by that the whole time it got me through it did have sort of the tone of if you read the early alan moore swamp things where on those you don't really know what's going on or what's happening uh and it there was a lot of that sort of body horror mystery stuff going on there that i think tone wise it was very much where swamp thing used to be i just i it just was discombobulating at the beginning and and that whole thing wasn't so much a complaint about this book just mm-hmm. as an overall thing that seems to be happening constantly. It's the same thing with, with you know, Infinite Frontier. Like, I should, I, if you're going to introduce a bunch of stuff to me to zero, then I shouldn't feel completely lost a couple of pages in. And I did. Oh, I, I, I do think that Future State was a mistake. I think that really muddled it for people who aren't paying attention. You know, it's like you had, you basically, you wiped this slate clean, started these new books, and then you wiped those books away and started new books a month later. It was very, I think if you're not paying attention, it's very but when confusing. You, the, the thing is this, but... We read the Future State books to a certain extent. You did. When you wipe yep. the slate clean, that means that when you start, it shouldn't be confusing. And it was confusing right. as hell. Right. Yeah. It was not, it was, it was so, it's just not respectful of the reader, I don't think. 
it's it's a it's a head scratching publishing strategy right now at DC. Yes, but it has been for a while. Beautiful book though. I like. Yeah, like, we we, hunt- we talked about you know Mike Perkins is just weird enough. Yeah. And so for a character like Swamp Thing, it's per- perfect. He he is perfect for this. Uh, you know, and you know the story. It's this wasn't confusing. This wasn't difficult. It's just how it fits into everything. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't necessarily love it, but it's a different take on everything. Um, we'll see where it goes. I will probably read the next one. Those are the books we're going to talk about. Could have talked about some more, but those are the ones we chose. Patron pick is time. Is well, patron pick is now. It's the time for the patron pick. Mm-hmm. We need a little jingle. Patreon.com slash iFanboys, where you go vote at a book to run down. Every week, we've been having more and more people vote, which is great. We had the, the highest number of patrons voted oh, ever wonderful. this week. It keeps going up, and I do appreciate it. It gets to be more interesting, because this week we had a five-book race. That's why Josh and I ended up reading <laughs> The Berserker and Noctera, because we didn't know where it was going to go. And so it was exciting. But the winner, by one, by actually by coin toss, it tied uh, uh, bed, Dead Dog's Bite and, not, and Berserker both tied. And by coin toss, dead, dead Dog's Bite number one from Dark Horse Comics 1. Story art by Tyler Boss. Well, we came through anyway. <laughs> who you may recall... Uh, was the artist on Four Kids Walk in a Bank, which is the book that got Matthew Rosenberg his uh, Marvel gigs. And then I don't even know if that book ever finished. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did. So this is a crime book, and I would describe it as very eh, – it's, it's got a heavy dose of Twin Peaks in it in that there's a very serious crime of a missing girl and but in this town that's full of sort of whimsical – and maybe fantastical elements mm-hmm. and not in a over the top way, just in a, in like what the hell's going on kind of way. And it also has a Rod Serling esque narrator, which I did enjoy that device for some reason, but I thought it was fun. Yeah. I think, uh, those first two pages where that guy comes on, there's just basically a, a, a nine page grid static shot yeah. of a street, you know, straight down the middle. Uh, you know, the guy comes out of the sewer after a car drives by and talks, he does that for two pages. Then you get a blank final panel on that. I thought that was really cool. I think the design of this was really nice. I really like the style of cartooning incredibly. Um, I think it was too clever by a quarter because mm-hmm. I was kind of lost. The girl who's missing is literally named Cormac Guffin. So she's the MacGuffin. Um, <laughs> I wasn't really sure what to hang on to other than this main girl has a couple of relationships with people that were kind of, that were interesting and I understood what was going yeah. on. So they were nice scenes, but I, I failed to connect everything to know what I'm reading. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it a lot. I love the art. It's terrific. Tyler Voss mm-hmm. is, is terrific. He's very much in the sort of Steve Lieber, Michael Lark school, um, which I love. Uh, it's a little bit, but it's a little confusing, but I thought there was a really great character moments here, even if yes. it did play into the whimsy, perhaps slightly too much. Um, I, and there's, and there's really great moments like she, you know, she's being harassed by these guys. She pulls a gun on them. They run away. And then her friend, she's like, why do you have a gun? And she's like, what? Oh, right. And then squirts him with it. I, I thought that the, the body language and the acting in those three panels were, were terrific. Totally. And then there's a couple making out at or trying to make out at Lover's Lane and they knock on the window. And there's just a really funny panel where the girl's looking up and the guy's underneath her. And it was the, the, the art there was funny, too. It's just there's really great moments in here. Yes, there was in this. Scene. And, like if you saw these in like a movie trailer, you'd be like, that's interesting. The whole thing in the pharmacy. Uh, yeah. yeah. So there's enough here that I'm very interested. I, I do think this was fun i enjoyed reading it there's a lot also where i was like why is the woman at the town hall meeting dressed in a superhero costume like that's weird yes that didn't really fit the rest of the book you know um but i i i'm going with it because i like the art a lot i think there's a great there were great moments here i don't know if tyler boss has written comics before but yeah um it, there was things that worked but i do agree that there's a little bit too much of the goofiness at times. Yeah, it just needed it needs a little more grounding for me to be able to grab onto it. And also the the last shot of them overlooking sort of the town, which ends up looking a lot like Los Angeles, but isn't. Um I feel like the town is not it shouldn't be that big. Isn't that big? But mm. you know, what do I know? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know anything about it. It's got a swirly in it. That's not normal. 
Right. I think it's, I don't know, that must mean something. Mm-hmm. Well, so the thing is, like, I'm looking at the beginning, and there's a shot of the road leading to town. Welcome to Pender, Pender Mills. This is the same thing as Twin Peaks. Population 2,240. Oh, yeah, that's too big. And I don't know if that's another Twin Peaks joke, because the thing is, the Twin Peaks sign in the show said 50,000. Mm-hmm. Um which is what the network made him at put, but he wanted it to be five thousand. He wanted it to be a super small town, but they made him put fifty thousand on it. That's so they thought people wouldn't. They thought people wouldn't watch a show about a super small town because that's insane. Everyone was on, everyone was on cocaine back network then. Network executives are and have been the worst. So the the drawing doesn't match the signs. What I'm saying that's at a two thousand person town. Sure. Yep, that's true. So. And these are all minor things. I thought this was fun. I did really, I did really enjoy reading it. I thought I was just, I love the art. I think that I have read so many books that come out and they try to be um, mysterious, you know, and and clever, and then they don't deliver. That I've gotten to be very, very hesitant about them. You're skeptical. Yes, very much because you know it hasn't come through a lot. Dad says he's going to come pick you up for the weekend. If he doesn't show up for the fifth weekend in a row, you're not going to believe that he's coming that weekend. And that he said we're going fishing. It's just me, 44 years old, sitting on my front step, <laughs> sad fishing pole in hand. <laughs> Josh, it's been, it's been 40 years, Josh. He's not coming. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. this time he will. Yeah, like, if, well, I devote all my optimism to that, so I don't have any left for these comics. Uh, dead apparently, dog apparently this weekend number... we're going bowling, but... <laughs> Dog's bite number one. Um, ratings, ratings out of five. Ratings, ratings. I, I don't think that I can go higher than a three. Okay. I'm going to go four. I did really enjoy it. Wow, that's pretty Stick, good. I did enjoy it. Sticking with it. Don't know. Right now? I'm gonna get, yeah, I, I, I think I am. Right now, I'm, I'm like 40, 60. No. Okay. That's not, that's not a hard no, though. I think issue two will be an interesting make or break, depending that, yes. on how the story goes. So I'm going given to, that, I'm going to read. given that I would lean towards a yes, sixty forty yeah. the other way then. Yeah. Patreon.com slash fanboy. That's where you can go. Every patron can vote, but you give it the five dollar higher uh, level, you get your own superpower live on the show. And as we mentioned last week, uh, we found a backlog of patrons who upgraded, so we're gonna we're gonna double the number of patrons on the show who get powers, so that we can get through that backlog. Uh, we apologize for them for missing you. Uh, so what we're going to do for this episode, Josh? Greg Schlesinger has a uh, retinue, a team, a squad mm-hmm. of five dogs of various ages, breeds, and size who he can communicate with directly and help him solve mysteries. Help the dogs solve the mysteries? or he The dogs them? help him solve mysteries. Oh. But they're all fully sentient speaking dogs, but only to him. Others can't see it. But you know, there's like... Like an old floppy hound dog, and then a tiny excited chihuahua, and then a big fuzzy <laughs> sheep dog who's kind of stupid. You know. And they help him. They help him solve the mysteries. Yes. Cool. <laughs> I just pitched a cartoon show from 1984. Is what I did. You did. If you only could go back in time, you'd be a millionaire right now. Sure. Ryan Silberstein has fan hands, and what he what I mean is he little blades come out of his hands. And, and fan mm-hmm. now not enough not enough force to lift him up but he can cool himself and other people off around him that's nice fan hands he could also i guess maybe just dis- disperse some smoke or something but whoa you know oh i see like a fan although yeah. he could also then use that to start a fire <laughs> yeah possibly which is I mean, whatever is... you could do with a regular sort of oscillating fan Oh, I had pictures like like sort of like like uh, Asian fans. No, 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 no. Like okay. he literally has oscillating blades that come out of his palms, but they don't stay so, there. No, no, no. It's like Wolverine, but fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The size of his palms. So they're, they're like mini mini oscillating fans that come out of his hands. That's nice. And uh, that's good. He can't lift you si- So I pictured him flapping his hands around and getting tired of like I'm getting <laughs> warm here, and he's like, "But I'm tired." That makes no. more sense. Yeah. Are they are they quieter or as loud as a normal oscillating fan? They're as loud as a normal oscillating okay. fan. I also, they also collect, collect dust like an oscillating fan Oh my fan god, does. how do you clean those things? I don't know. It's impossible. Yeah. Jay Hazard, uh, on either side of the lower half of his body, has a frictionless 
coating so that he can slide across any surface. Uh, you love frictionless powers. Yeah, but like he could slide across all the hoods of all cars. He could slide <laughs> across the floor or anywhere. He can. He can just. He can just. He makes a great base runner. He could slide. A, he just any surface. He's not going to rip his pants. He's just going to slide right along his his butt or hip. But it's only wait. Where is it on his body? So it was the sides of his body. Yeah, like but like if you were going in, you know, like if you were sliding into base foot first, or you were sliding right. across like a car, like TJ Hooker, right? Or like any that kind of position. Hazard or anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, his I don't name know. is Jay Hazard. Yeah, it's, isn't that crazy? What a what a <laughs> bit of mental connection you just made with what I said. <laughs> Can he jump his car over large crevasses? I mean, he could, but it's not related to that thing. But if you were in like a foot chase uh-huh. and uh, there was like a bar, you know, like, and he had to slide under the bar, sure. he could do that and not lose any speed. Or like a uh, a, a giant door is closing. Yep. He's got to yep. slide under it. Yep. You're getting it. You're getting yeah. it. Like, say that a huge, I don't know, stone ball was riding right. after him and he was holding a a small statue of historical value yeah. could be gold could be silver I don't know. who knows it's about the weight of a bag of sand and sure. <laughs> you need to get under that thing while right. also having time to grab his hat might come off who knows yeah, I mean, exactly it could have yep tony gallardo <laughs> uh every time he breaks a bone it heals back harder and more dense all right so he starts getting stronger. His bones are getting stronger every time he breaks them. You'd almost want to break them on purpose. Right. But that's painful. And then there's recovery time. They don't heal any faster, but when they do heal, you know. Now, if he breaks he, the same thing several times. It would get harder it, and like, harder. Like, and, right. And, okay. Yeah. All right. I wonder if there's He could break his of, arm three or four times, and then he'd have a super strong arm. Bone. I wonder if there's some sort of medical advantage or disadvantage to having like harder, more dense bones. Well, then every time it heals, it's harder to break. So Right, but know. then the parts around it are then, by, by um, contrast, weaker. Mm. He's just changing the break point. Well, eventually, if he broke everything. Mm-hmm. Let's say he went skiing. Okay. And uh, broke several bones. Well, he should set his din setting lower on the bindings. He <laughs> would be, he'd come back even better. Yeah, that's good. After, after years of rehab. Right, right. It doesn't mean anything else. Like he's got to go through PT and all that stuff. And it's not like <laughs> it's not magic. But when he's done, he's he's harder and stronger, harder, stronger, faster. Tony, Jay, Ryan, Greg, thanks for being patrons. patreoncom fanboy. That's where you can join up. I think it might be better for us that we have to do more at a given time. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that it will it will lead to certainly more what? panic on my end. <laughs> certainly, I mean. Plus, we're always already working with a, a base level of panic that uh, we didn't think possible uh, ten years ago. <laughs> I think, I yeah. think that we should leave this first question for the next time. Okay. I think it's a good conversation that we will end up adding fifteen minutes to the show that we can't sure. afford. Greg P. from Everett, Washington, writes and says, "About a month ago, I read a bunch of steak recipes. I didn't use a meat thermometer. Why not? Are meat thermometers cheating? Are they uncool?" I thought about this for a month, about a month, about a month. Oh, Greg. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. If we're just talking about steaks, it's one thing, but meat thermometers are really necessary for like poultry. Well, this is the point. Yeah. A meat thermometer is exactly correct for the kind of thing that you're talking about, which is a larger cut that has, you know, an area that is is big enough inside to be at a certain temperature, whereas a steak is relatively yeah, thin, and therefore. The art of the steak, as you have seen in all these recipes, does not include sticking the meat thermometer in because it doesn't work. It's too thin. It's too. You don't need it. You don't need it. You need to go by what I go by is the thumb rule, which is you you press on the if you if you put your thumb right up against the other part of your hand and you the soft part in the in, like Between in the, the crease that's like rare. And the further you go out, the more done it is, and that's how you can tell how your steak is. In the old days, well, it, it, go yeah. Ahead. I was just saying, at the end of the day, you could eat a rare steak and be fine. But if you you, you yes. can't eat rare, rare rare poultry and be fine, well, you could, but you may not. So that's why the thermometer exists. I, I use it all the time for chi- like when I cook a whole chicken or something. Yes. But like because it's hard never, to tell with what the outside looks like has nothing to do with what it's like nearer to the bone. Right, but um, steak. I mean, it's just 
you cook it eight minutes aside or six minutes aside, whatever Good you God. want, whatever the, whatever the thickness yeah. is, and uh, and you're done because it doesn't matter what the yeah. I mean, you, just, you, you you touch it and feel it, but like it, you can be you can just you can just sear the steak and eat it, and that's fine. Yes, too. you want the crust to be nice and and caramelized. You want the Maillard effect. You want that, but you don't want the inside to be cooked a lot. So that to me, it requires a high heat. You want to quickly get the outside and try to leave the inside as untouched as possible. What I was going to say is in the old days, the way that I learned to do it from my parents, uh, who are, you know, they grew up in the 70s when no one knew how to cook anything, apparently, or in the 60s, was to cook the steak and then cut it and look. And now the very idea of it just... Oh, my God. I know. All those juices. (laughs) Run around. Why yeah, is the steak so dry? Just press on it. The the harder and tougher it is, the more cooked it is. The springier it is, you know, sort of middle. If it sticks right down, it means you haven't cooked it at all. Yeah. And end of story. That's yeah, if, you, if you touch it and you can, your fingers can meet in the middle, then you need to keep cooking it. Well, you also need to buy thicker steak. <laughs> well, but yeah, that's why steak recipes don't have meat thermometers because you don't need them. You don't need them. They're, they're designed for poultry. Basically. So if you have other things that we're not qualified to talk about. You know, in any real sense, you know, like we can act like we're qualified. You know, I, I read this in Esquire, um, which is where I learned how to cook steak, if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you can send those to contact at iFanboy uh, and we will answer. We will. You can ask us anything and we'll answer. Yeah, we, 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 the thing is, we have so many books to talk about. We have tons of great emails have come in over the last few weeks, but uh, we just had so, we've had so even a week like this where I only had six books. I thought, wow, we're going we're gonna to get like four emails in. Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, we got one that was that was good enough that uh, yeah. we're going to keep next week. So that's not nothing. Uh, coming up, or already had come up, uh, the media spillage we put out last week. I've lost track of time uh, where Two we weeks, yeah. mainly talked about Cobra Kai, uh, the third season that had come out, but also the whole thing in general. And Connor's deep and abiding love of the uh, Karate Kid movies. Oh, that, yeah. That, uh, yeah. Was a surprise to me, and I know many things about it. I'm not not a surprise. I mean, I thought I thought, oh yeah, of course, because I'm not far behind him. But uh, it held a special place. You can yeah. hear all that about that on the media explode. That's back in the feed. Um, coming soon, there there shall be talk explodes. Uh, there is one that is recorded. I'm uh, holding on it just for a little bit because of a release date. Uh, there's another one that I am scheduled to record next week, and then we will be all caught up, people. We will be good to go. But you're going to get so you'll a have two dose. this month. Yep. Yep. Two talk explodes, and in addition to the talk explodes. You're going to get a book explode. It's going to be another another packed month full of special shows. In fact, this will be another this month should be four shows. We'll see what happens. The book explode for this month is going to be Avengers West Vision Quest by John Byrne which collects Avengers West Coast or West Coast Avengers as it was called when it came out. Yeah, they switched it. 42 to 50. So this this is uh, an audible. We had another book teed up. We decided we wanted to do this one. You know, Vision and the Scarlet Witcher are on everybody's mind right now, including ours. So we we thought we'd go back some some classic John Byrne West Coast Avengers. It, it and this is the, a very John Byrne was important. the capper for us, though. Oh, for sure. Like, but oh. this is also very important of uh, Avengers uh, Vision story. So yes. as 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 evidenced by the title Vision Quest. So look for that later this month. And also there'll be a media explode towards the very end of the month. We haven't decided on the topic yet. I just wanted to clarify. Because people have asked, media explodes are for non-comics media. So if you're looking for discussions about things like WandaVision, that's not going to happen there. It's been happening on our Patreon hangouts, hangouts yeah. if we're being honest. So um, so you go, we don't have a topic, but as soon as we know what the topic is, we'll let you know. And uh, and yeah, so that's, that's and all those shows, they're at ifanboy.com. That's where you can find everything we've t- recorded, all of our old writings there. Years and years and years of writing and Shows are all at ifanboy.com. You can lo- like facebook.com slash ifanboy or follow at ifanboy on Twitter or at ifanboycomics on Instagram. That's so you can find the, what the pick of the week is before the show comes out. And individually, we are CS Patrick on Instagram and J.A. Flanagan on Instagram. And we also have our YouTube page, which was unlocked by the patrons, youtube.com slash ifanboy. We've been uploading all of our old video shows, years and years and years of it. And we're still only on 2008. Uh, this past week, we had a mini in which Josh answered the question, just who the hell is Eric Troutman? Uh, we did a show about Image Comics, and we what, did a show... What an asshole title. <laughs> I can... <laughs> and he's like a friend of mine now. Like, I, like I, I know him quite well, but at the time, who are you? I want to give context. Greg Rucka was writing uh, uh, Checkmate, Check. which was a great yeah. series, and the, the, the co-writer is Eric Troutman, to which we all ask... Wait, wait, who's Eric Troutman? Well, we found out. <laughs> right. At a, at a con, you interviewed yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Image Comics, we did a show about, and then we did a show about the comics behind the movies. That's where we show. We, we, we looked at a bunch of indie books like The Road to Perdition and History of Violence and hmm. books like that that, had, that at that point had spawned a bunch of indie films, or not indie films, but non-comic, non-superhero films. So we looked at those books. Those, these are all interesting shows from, from 12 years ago. And if you haven't ever saw them, they're all available at youtube.com slash iFanboy. If you like this show, you can uh, write a review or leave a star rating on Apple Podcasts or any of the other services that are now doing that kind of thing. You can um, uh, like uh, the YouTube page, for example. Um, you mm-hmm. can put something on there. You can tell people about it. You can link. You can say, hey, look at these yahoos talking about Image Comics 13 years ago and how much different it is and how much better comics used to be. Because that's what it's like. Hey, did you guys know they've been doing this show since they were in their 20s? <laughs> Which we are not anymore. Um, but uh, supposedly all that time should give us some authority and qualified resp- opinions. One would hope. But that's not for us to judge. Uh, and that's it. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Thanks to everybody who uh, does the patron stuff and and all those things. And uh, take care of yourselves out there. Uh, yep. It's... Uh, <laughs> If you're in Texas, stay indoors. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it, we can't. It's too much. They know. If you're listening, you know. We're with you. Groundhog Day. <laughs> oh, it's going to be cold out there. Dun, 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 dun. Don't forget your booties. <laughs> My name is Connor. I'm Josh. Stay cool, folks. Life left, daddy. Life left, daddy.